0: wants to do while I share? Anybody? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's somebody. somebody does. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you have given each one of us your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Spirit has equipped us Uh, According to your will, according to your wisdom, we all have a unique place in the body of Christ that is essential, and we're not uh, complete without one another. We are the body of Christ together corporately, and we thank you for how your spirit moves through your body. We thank you for unity. We thank you for revelation, Lord. We thank you for your love and your spirit that knits us together in love, and uh, just bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. No, I am blessed by the gifts in the body of Christ. I saw um, mercy. I saw the mercy heart of God and two women that shared. They, they wept over the things that God weeps over, right? There's a gift of mercy. I saw a teaching gift, right? I, I see people in the body of Christ who God is equipping, who God has empowered to manifest his character and his attributes, and it's important that those people are able to minister to the body of Christ as the Lord gives opportunity. Last Monday, um, I lead a group at Northwestern. There was a new guy there. And I operate in the spirit of prophecy. And when I saw this guy, I was just getting a lot of stuff. And I, I got you know, a lot of deep stuff. And then I asked God, I said, Lord, is this is this guy at a place where he can be open to this? And I felt God say yes. And so I looked at him, and I, I was tender and um, really wanted to attune to his heart and just gauge it to where he was at emotionally. And so I did. And as I did, I started speaking about his identity and about how God had done some limitations in his life and actually... Close some doors uh, from things that he was very um, gung-ho after. And the Lord showed me why. The the Lord said because he was looking to these things that are good to try and find identity and value. And God was restricting that so that God could establish true identity and really deal with his heart. And I, I said, you're really frustrated with God. I see that all over. You're very frustrated. And it was all true it was all true and it really ministered to his heart Um, I don't think he'd ever experienced anything like that before but there was something that I didn't do that I should have done and after I gave the prophetic word I said you know what I'm sorry because I didn't ask you if I could give you a prophetic word and I, I said I believe that God showed me your heart was open to this and that's why I did it but I should have Asked your permission to do this. And I asked for forgiveness. And he forgave me. Okay? And we're given gifts. Right? And here we come. We come into the body of Christ, each one with different gifts that some of us are so excited to release and they're important and they they empower and they edify and they strengthen us. All these wonderful things. Right? But in the midst of that, we have to realize that there, there is a, a way that is safe and a way that is loving and a way that is honoring in how we release these gifts, right? And even, even physical touch, things along those lines, okay? So I'm a prophetic person and we do prophecy here and to keep it safe, what we want to do is we want to say, can I release a prophetic word? I believe God has a word. And there are new people that come here almost every week, and maybe, maybe somebody's not ready. Is prophecy good? Yes. Is it of God? Yes. But do I want to impose something on somebody that they might not be ready for? No. I, I want to give them an opportunity to have a choice, just like God gives me an opportunity to have a choice of salvation. I can say yes or no. People are called to preach the gospel, but God gives everybody the right to refuse or accept, right? So God respects boundaries. I need to respect boundaries. When I pray for people, the Bible talks about laying on of hands, right? That's important. However, that may make somebody feel really uncomfortable, really unsafe, right? And, and it gets even more sensitive when it's a guy to a girl, Right? And there are times when I have embraced um, young adult guys and they have wept. And I have felt compelled by the Spirit to do it. And it's full body contact. And it bears good fruit. But have you ever seen me do that with a woman? Are you ever going to see me do that with a woman? You're not. No, and there are reasons for that. And you know the reasons, right? And if I'm going to prophesy to a woman or speaking to their life, if I don't know them pretty well, I want somebody else there to keep things safe, right? So there is a, a protocol of love and a protocol of honor and a protocol of respect that we really need to adhere to. And in this body, the things that I just shared with you, that is a protocol because we want this to be a place where people feel safe and not where they're gonna feel uncomfortable and start to guard themselves. Okay, are we all good with that, what I just shared? Good, okay. Going back to just how how God wants the church to function, we are the body, we all have gifts. And there are different ways in which God wants the church to function. We're gonna jump to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4:11 through 16. It says, He, referring to Jesus Christ, He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So, God has, in the body of Christ, set apart certain people that are called to a certain kind of leadership. He empowers them in a certain way. To equip the saints okay so those are some certain leaders in the body of christ uh, that ministry is important equipping the saints is important and it says this is going to happen until we all attain the unity in the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to mature manhood so this this ministry is given to bring the body of christ to maturity right we're we're saved or sanctified but It's a lifelong process of maturity becoming more like Jesus Christ to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. In in Paul's day, Paul's the author of Ephesians, there was a lot of false doctrine, right? The enemy attacks the church. Today, there's a lot of false doctrine. And that stuff is rampant, especially in the charismatic community. So uh, we value the word of God. The Word of God is our foundation. Uh, the Word of God, we, we hold that as the ineffable, uh, the authoritative truth that God has given to the body of Christ. And there is a right way to understand it. It is, it is food. It is truth. It feeds us. It protects us from error. And so upholding that Word and using that Word to um, edify, to exhort at times, to rebuke, as Paul urges Timothy how to steward the word of God, all for the edification, for the cleansing, and the health of the body of Christ. Okay, that's very important. I'm um, going on to 15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which is it, e- it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So now talks about the teachers and he talks about each part of the body not and, and beyond just teachers the, those those five categories but everybody in the body of christ has a special way of working properly and, and if everybody in that body is functioning properly it says here that it's going to be built up and it's going to be built up in love right uh, two nights ago i was at a concert the minnesota orchestra osmovenska is a world-renowned conductor And he's also finished. He gets things things done because he's finished. Get it? Okay. So there I am seeing a world-renowned conductor. And you have everybody. You've got your brass section, your woodwinds, and your strings. And in the midst of that, you have more specific instruments. You have people with talents with gifts. And they're all unique gifts. And they're all unique talents. But you know what's happening? They're all together. And they're all playing the same song. Right? And so here, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit has given gifts in the body of Christ. And there's a conductor, a world-renowned conductor, and he is leading them and he is pulling out their gifts. And he's encouraging them and he's seeing where, okay, this could be refined here, this could be refined here. And he's creating a unity. They're all in such harmony and unity and they're creating something that's so beautiful, so profound. And I think that is a good illustration of how God is hoping for the body of Christ to be. The head of the church is Jesus, and we are the body. And that song, you could say it's the Holy Spirit unifying us together in love, and that we all bring our gifts. And there's about, say, 17 different gifts of the Spirit. We all bring these gifts together in love, and it's the sound of the kingdom of God. It's the sound of the heart of God. And there's such a beauty and such a life that is released as, as that happens. So we hit on one part, which is this, some people call it the fivefold ministry and the importance of that. But then just as important, we're going to go to Romans 12, 4 through 8. Romans 12, 4 through 8. And it says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. Again, somebody is given an oboe, somebody's given a clarinet, a French horn. You know, everyone has a unique call, or you could use the biblical illustration somebody's an eye, somebody's a finger, somebody's a toe, somebody's a neck, somebody's a tongue. And, and we're all part of this thing, and we're not, we're not the be-all and end-all. And it doesn't matter how great our gifts are or anything like that, right? Everybody in the body of Christ is important, and everybody has something to contribute. So that challenges, challenges the idea of consumer Christianity, where you go and you hear a great speaker, and then you walk away and you don't touch anybody, you don't speak into anybody's life, you can't exercise your gifts. And you know, a lot of people like it that way. They like consumer Christianity. I don't think God does. You know, Praise God for the good teaching there. There's some good, but we want to go all the way. We want the fullness of what God has called the church to be. So we are, are many or one body in Christ, individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Oh, my gosh, Paul, you're saying let us use the gifts. Okay? Paul says to Timothy, fan into flame the gifts of God. Okay? How are you going to? How are you going to fan it to the flame? How are you going to grow on these gifts? How are you going to bless the body? That need to be stepping out in faith and, and doing it, just doing it, right? There was a time where, where I wasn't nearly as developed in the prophetic gift as I am now, but through prayer, through, through practice and uh, impartation, that, that has changed, right? And it says to use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity. So shortly we're going to be breaking up into small groups. And we break up into small groups. We try to do this every Sunday because that facilitates community and that gives us an opportunity to love one another, support one another, and use our spiritual gifts, right? Uh, church isn't a one-man show. It should never be a one-man show. It should be in everybody has has a say in, in to, to minister and to encourage one another. And it says, uh, one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just speaking briefly on small groups, you know, some people might say, well, it's just a small group and that's kind of annoying. I'd just rather hear more corporate stuff happen. Well... <laughs> What what does God do through small groups, okay? They're an opportunity really to go deep with one another. Love God, love your neighbor. That's really what Christianity is all about. You boil it down to two things, that's it right there. Small groups are a great opportunity to think less about yourself and more about others, right? Because some of us are stuck in ourselves. And that's not a fun place to be, is it? Right? Let's think less about ourselves and more about others. They're an opportunity to grow in our spiritual gifts, there's grace here, right? Bible says test prophesying. Um, I've been here. I've heard prophetic words that aren't real. I mean, they're not valid. And um, sometimes people just don't get it. Uh, it's our responsibility to test them. So um, in the midst of that, we need to show people grace, right? They might make mistakes in operating their gifts, and this is a place to, to move forward. Um, nobody's going to do it perfectly. Nobody. So we need to have grace for people and um, be kind if they don't get it accurately. Um, opportunity to bless one another, exhortation. There's a lot of, people have a lot of challenges. This day and age is not an easy time, right? In the economy, there's all sorts of challenges, pressures in this world. It's an opportunity to exhort, to encourage, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn. And um, I'm just going to ask, just say, I mean, have you guys enjoyed the small groups? Has this been beneficial for you? Yeah, okay. Uh, For some people, they're scary. For some people, they're uncomfortable. And I've had uh, people share that with me. It pushes them beyond their comfort zone, right? We're in a very individualistic society. A lot of people are so isolated. And small groups are an opportunity to jump out of your comfort zone, right? Because we're made for intimacy and small groups are an opportunity to grow in intimacy. Anybody want to say what some of the fruit that's come out of these small groups just throw it out there say something anything good for you start to connect, start to connect. so community what somebody else said something strength, strength. In, Christ. in Christ okay so like exhortation edification yeah. okay anything else wisdom from older people wisdom from older people okay Paul 69, so he's got to have a lot of wisdom, right? <laughs> okay, what else? What else has small groups done to, Not to bless you? Connection, but the connection, heart of God kind of connecting together. It's like yes. to get God's heart put on you for what he's put on someone else. Yeah. Okay. To feel, to feel God's love for other people as you're starting to share and you're starting to be vulnerable. Any other thoughts on that? David. This is a family. We come together. This is a safe place. So to come together in groups, allows you to step out and be more vulnerable so that mm-hmm. you can bring this place and be more mm-hmm. open and go outside of here. I think it's a great place to step out and grow here so that you can go out there. Yeah. Okay, those are good words. I've I received great prophetic encouragement, support, um love I've got to connect with people's hearts and uh it's been very fruitful for me as well and uh what we're going to do is break up into small groups and what we're going to ch- seek to do is just invite the holy spirit into these small groups lord what do you want to have happen and we're hoping that everybody will be able to release something if you're a christian you got something to release you you got the same holy spirit that i have right so um I encourage everybody, it's an exhortation, a word, to take a risk in stepping out. What, what is God's heart for, for this person next to me? And just to speak that. Um, people I've asked to be small group leaders, would you stand up? We've got David Hassenberg. we have Dan, we have Mike Juss, we have Paul and Karen, we have Andrew Johansson. And they're all going to be leading groups. Andrew, let's stand up now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what, what we can do is you, you can break up Anywhere, outside or inside, find a group leader, and we're going to try and have about an even number of groups. And just remember the, yeah, question? Um, women leaders, I just think it's important like, all groups. It's yeah. Like yeah. One, all yeah. yeah. <laughs> group. That's a good point. And for next time, I'll think about that, Okay. If it's mixed. Okay, so I appreciate that. I'm a man, and I didn't get that. So I appreciate you saying that. That was important to me. And so I think what we're going to do in the future is have a men's and women's breakup. And we're going to do different types and sizes and with our small groups. So that, that's going to bear fruit, what you shared. But anyway, okay, so you see the leaders. Find a leader, get together, and we're going to do this thing now, okay? Okay. Yeah, if we if we can do about 5 per liter, that would be awesome. 5 or 6 per liter, depending on the numbers here.